Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wazo Cast, where we talk about terrible movies. Oh my god, I forgot to say my name is Joey. Alright, I've got to restart this. Okay, hello, everybody, my name is Joey, and welcome back to the Wazo Cast, where we for another week. I'm once again joined by my co host, also. Hello! And today we are talking about the 2013 um, not cult classic, I Fell in Love with a Church Girl, directed yeah. by Gally, someone. I'm not entirely sure. And starring Jarul. Yes. He's actually starring Jarul, bro. Uh, from rap and Fast and Furious theme, that Jarul. Uh, so, Otto, let's, let, let's, let's get the small talk over with. How's your week going? It's going pretty well. I mean, I saw that carrot cake you made. It looks fine, bro. I'm it looks... Totally... And it did. It looks good. And it tastes good. It was very good. Tastes even better. Otto the chef, everybody. Go to him if you need catering. I, I cook. Him. I cook food. I put together ingredients and I put them in an oven. And I take them out slightly overcooked. <laughs> well, don't we all? So, uh, should we just jump straight into the movie? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Excellent. So, the first... <laughs> Just to give a quick synopsis of the film as a whole, it's the story of a man. This is a true story, apparently. It's the story of a man called Miles Montego. It's Miles Montego, right? Yes, that is his name. Who is his is part of a of a drug dealing gang? So he and his friends sling crack and move some kind of drug. It doesn't specify. <laughs> it's written. No, it doesn't specify. <laughs> And uh, and his mother really wants to go to Sandals Resort in Jamaica, so straight away we're like, oh, that's definitely going to pay off later, and it's going to be so worth it. Spoiler alert: it isn't. But anyway, this uh, this Miles guy, his big shot friend, who is totally not Robert De Niro at all. He um. No, it's literally like it was like he was written into the film to be Robert De Niro. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it isn't, isn't Robert it's De like... Niro. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this Robert De Niro guy, he, he's also a Christian, even though he's like part of the drug business. Uh, actually, no, that's a lie. He's part of the stock market business, which is just business. Right. It's it basically but, uh, the cover up. Ab- yeah. So. And, uh, and 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 at this party that Miles is having at uh, Robert De Niro's place, he sees a beautiful girl called Vanessa. And uh, I'll let you take over from me. Okay, right so um, actually, there's that is a synopsis, but there is some other things that have been going on. So the police are actually after Miles Montego. Yes. Even though they have evidence of him associating with people in the drug business, right? Yeah, I mean, they can bust him. They go for they evidence, can, but they don't. But they don't because they need more evidence. I mean, it would make sense because there are some drug dealers that, like, everyone knows is a drug dealer, but you technically need evidence because any lawyer could just be yeah. like, where's the evidence? Right? <laughs> but yeah. there is already evidence. He's associating that... with people who are drug dealers, confirmed. He can be taken in as a witness. And then he can be further interrogated to be a to be a big to be the leader of the gang, right? 
And uh, by the way, these policemen are played by possibly the most famous actors in the entire film, uh, Stephen Baldwin and Michael Madsen. And Michael Madsen's uh, most well-known for uh, Reservoir Dogs and a bunch yeah, of Yeah, it's um, pretty insane um, that they got to... They got Michael Madsen in this movie? Yeah. What? How did they do? I mean, I'm not sure if Michael way, Madison is a devout Christian, but almost... Michael Madsen, not entirely but sure. But almost every, like, good person in the film, there's... Fun fact... Oh, wait. Almost every, like, good Christian person in the film is yeah. actually played by a devout Christian. So Ja Rule <laughs> converted to evangelical Christianity for the film. <laughs> is that right? For the film, to promote the film. <laughs> like, a, a few months before the film, film film's release or something. He took the plunge in water and became a Christian to promote the film. So that scene, so that scene actually, no, I won't spoil it. But uh, <laughs> I mean, j- just to prove how 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 very incredibly Christian this film is, it's produced by a studio called Reverence Gospel Media, <laughs> or or RGM for short, and the director of this movie, Gally Smith. Gally Jones, so it's Gally, someone. He actually makes an appearance in the film as a fictionalized version of himself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember no, him in the I movie because, uh, you know, uh, well, we'll get to that when we get to that. But I think we should go scene by scene, examining just how crap this <laughs> film is. Yeah, I think we should. So the film opens with a. Uh, uh, <laughs> Shots of a prison. And it's just... <laughs> 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 Shots of a prison. While you hear Miles Montego's voice, Jerul, you hear him talking about how God is the saviour and how he wished he had, he had found God before something happened in this jail. And, and while all this is happening, the credits are sort of flashing by at the bottom of the screen. And the moment I knew this movie was going to be dreadful was when I saw at the bottom of the screen Executive producer. God. Don't they do that in accent like as well? The, at least they save that for the end. It's a special thanks to God. Oh, yeah. It doesn't say that he <laughs> movie. <laughs> like, do you reckon they had to run all the ideas they had by God? <laughs> nah, don't like that one. Take that. Yeah, I love it. Also, Paints God in a really bad light. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, the, no. Like, but I think the problem with the film is that it has these really like construed and just super weird morals throughout it. Hmm, but yeah, sure. okay. We'll we'll we're going we're going to that later because that definitely pops up in the third act of the film. Most, in my opinion. Yes. So um. So, as. After the prison sequence ends, it's a flashback to whenever it was, like seven months earlier or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And uh, we see Jerul in person in, in like a basement, which is just candlelit. And I genuinely thought, are they, are they like having some kind of ritual? Like, what's going on <laughs> down here? Uh, it's so weird. You see all his friends who definitely are real gangsters in real life. You can tell by the way they talk. Um, 
That was ironic, by the way. They are possibly the worst parts of the movie. Yeah, no, they just they are very put fun. dog at the end of every sentence and expect it to sound like they're gangsters. Really uh, so they are all making deals in this basement place, and they're like, "Hey, let's have a party later to celebrate this uh, this this drug deal gone well." Oh, and weird. That's when that's when Miles Montego goes to uh, his mother's house who for some reason refuses to look at who's coming through the door and just guesses. He's like, Miles, is that you? <laughs> like, just look. It, it's, it's not difficult. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But uh, yes, it does end up being Miles and, uh, and, very, conveniently, and very conveniently an ad for Sandals, uh, Sandals Resort in Jamaica comes up and, and she says, oh man, I would love to go there someday with your father. Well, that seems awfully co- convenient, doesn't it? The weirdest part is that Miles is like a millionaire. Yeah, he's he's so rich. And no one ever questions where he got his I, money no, from. No, but that's the worst part. The police just instantly think that he has his money and therefore he's a drug dealer. And that's the thing. Like, it's... It's kind of implied that they're racially motivated, the police. I, and it's I like, think if you're trying to make the. But the police are like kind of presented as being a just cause in some way. A cab, a cab. But um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's totally sort of blown out of proportion. Yeah, it's like, oh, we see millionaire black guy. He must be getting the money illegally. It's like the, mo- the biggest like, stereotypical uh, thing. But they're and right. It's even worse. That's the they're worst part. part. They're right. They are totally correct about all these assumptions. That... But I mean, to rule, Miles Montego, he—I don't know how to say this—but he is really bad at, at being a drug dealer. Like this guy has, you know, what this guy hides all his money. He's trying to hide it from his mother that he's a drug dealer, and he hides all of his money in a safe which she has access to. Like who? It's not it's so insane. A good idea. I mean, okay. I feel like all this money, it's all dirty money, all this money he has, it's all either from his cover up job or from his drug job, right? But let's yes. be honest, the only reason he's rich is for the spectacle. Yeah, I mean he, he he's always having these parties yeah. and I think the story would be a lot more compelling if it was like a small time weed seller. Yeah, it feels like humble about it too. Yeah, and, and it's so weird because they have this really delusional idea of how drug deals work. It's not yeah. a business. They just they their crew sell it's not a business with all sorts of hierarchy and all sorts of different people supplying them with the drugs and stuff it's just these five people selling drugs and they make millions off it you're not you don't get that much money from selling drugs you get money from making a network then you become a millionaire exactly but no they just sell drugs and then they get money and it might as well be anything illegal that he's getting the money from it doesn't need to be drugs and that's the problem right if if it's going to be drugs, it's going to be drugs, and you need to just approach it 
that way. Yeah, like, it's so clear that they were just sort of searching for something illegal. Yeah, something bad. Something, like, really obviously bad that they can just... Very anti-Christian. Yeah. So they could make reparations later in the film. But, um, the thing is with this, uh, with Miles, he goes from, like, in the first act of the movie, he's, like, a sort of humble, doesn't flex his money too much kind of guy. And then in the second and third act, he becomes fucking, like, Pitbull. So Mm. weird. Like, he's always, he's driving around in his Bentley, and he's in this massive, like, huge house with eight bedrooms. It's pretty insane. But, yeah, I think there's there's not really much that happens except for some extremely awful exchanges between Uh, the police. They have the worst exchange of all time. They just... Ooh. When they're talking about um, finding Miles and arresting him. Oh, what do they, they say? Just say they, 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 they just sit these guys down for some kind of meeting, right? The chief. And he says, you're oh, going to go, you're oh, gonna go after Miles. You're going to try find evidence to pit against him, right? And that's all he yeah. says. And then he just tells him to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I'm, we had a nice chat, boys. Time for you to leave. Like that's it, that's the whole thing. And uh, and in that scene, talking about scene, um, it shows they have like crackdown style sort of uh, montages of the other criminals who, for some reason, they know the names. Yeah, of. they know the names of the criminals. And, and later on, you see that they have. I mean, not that later on, actually. You just it just cuts to them with CCTV footage of these people selling drugs that they've these people yeah. that they've identified. By the way. Yeah, I mean, and for some reason, everyone finds the fact that one of the guys is called Wiki. Everyone finds that, like, absurdly funny. And it's like, what? Why are you guys laughing so much? It's not that good. It's not that yeah, funny. It's, 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 I guess it's the name of a website engine. I mean, I think it's more it's more in website uh, reference to, like, you know, like MCs and stuff like Wiki Wiki. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So it's not in reference to the website building tool Wix. Like, <laughs> nah, it's just weird. But yeah, he he goes to Robert De Niro's house where he has another horrible exchange with Robert De Niro, and he says, "I didn't know you were about this. I didn't, I didn't know you were a Christian man." And he says, "We prefer people of faith." It's like, it's like <laughs> why? And, and keep in mind that he says this because Miles will be reusing it later on to to seduce Vanessa. Oh my god, yeah. But yeah, he sees Vanessa and he's like, you know what? No, you've seen. You've, we've missed a scene, what? dude. All oh, the car chase. We... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the most weirdly exciting okay, part of so... the movie. Like, he's just driving. So he's driving through the street, right? Just totally cool. And he sees a beautiful girl in a in a in a silver convertible, and he fucking runs traffic for this girl. Like literally, he just, <laughs> he starts chasing. He just sees like her face that is partially covered by sunglasses, and he just goes for it and runs the red lights, chases her through the town until he's pulled over by the police, and uh, and and that scene will come back later in like one reference. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's a robber in his house. And and uh, and he sees Vanessa again, 
and uh, and he's like, "Hey, dude, how do you know who she is?" He's like, oh, my, my, "Well, I'm my uh, my uh, my my wife and I go to the same church group as her." And he's like, "Oh, right, okay." I love Christians, by the way. I'm gonna go and talk to her now. Uh, and this is where I started hating Miles in this scene. He goes up to Vanessa, shakes her hand, but does it in like the creepiest way. Like he keeps rubbing her hand. Oh like, yeah, far too and then long. she's uncomfortable with it. Clearly. Yeah, she's like, hey, can I have my hand back, please, before I dial nine one one? Exactly. <laughs> she hates it. So uncomfortable. And then they end up talking for like hours, just alone. Yeah, it seems like it's morning at the beginning of that party scene, and then it's just it's night. Like Four a.m. <laughs> it's just night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they they become like a couple after the second date. Which, wait, what what was the second date? I don't remember. Was it? What did they do for the second date? Did um, they go to the club or something? <laughs> something really shady. Like I think go to his like personal club that he owns, and then and then it meets. Oh yeah, and that's when the really gay implications start. <laughs> oh on. yeah. Oh, I love this bit. Um, just a, a, uh, just a disclaimer. <laughs> this film heavily implies that uh, all of Miles's friends who are all drug dealers, they've all seen Miles's dick. Like I don't know why it implies this, but it's really strange and really out of context. It's so like all weird. these friends and girlfriends of the drug dealers come up to Vanessa and they're like, so. Uh, is it true uh, what what, uh, what his friends say about Miles? It's like, I oh, know we haven't slept together yet. What? How does she just know that instantly that that's second. what they're talking about? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the way they say it's pretty obvious, but he even they've never met this girl before. It's weird. Yeah, it's just a weird thing to say. Like, eh. but yeah, they they get together, I guess, and yeah, and then. They, oh, wait, no, they go to a diner afterwards, what, remember? Is that where they have the talk? Yeah, it's where they have the talk. It doesn't come until later. Nah, that, that's like halfway through the movie. we still got a couple more scenes before we get there. So, um, there's the part where... <laughs> you know where Vanessa works at a Christian merch store? Like, there's no other way to say it. She just kind of sells. She sells shirts that say like, "I love God" and stuff on it. Way to capitalize on that, am I right? <laughs> she sells, and I quote, "Uh, like Christ-inspired CDs and stuff." Yeah, it's fire, yo. What she says she sounds like freaking Jesse and... Pinkman. She's <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> but um. This is a really weird thing, and this is kind of insignificant, but it made me laugh. But when I was watching this movie, I had subtitles on because I was watching it on Netflix. Right. And, so, so did I. Love it. And when they go when they go into that Christian merch store, it actually says in the subtitles like "string heavy punk plays." Uh, what, dude? This is Beethoven's first symphony. <laughs> like, what? How is that? Funny? It's kind of funny. It's, I don't know. I mean, it just made me laugh how how that was considered punk. Apparently, okay, we're here to critique the movie, not to critique 
Netflix subtitles. So Netflix, that was Netflix subtitle, subtitling ability. There's going to be a spin-off of the show called the 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 subtitle oh class. Where it's it's just we just watch the movie and point out every typo in the sub. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would love that. <laughs> but yeah, Vanessa Vanessa hooks um Jarul up with some hot Christian music. One of whom, by the way, this is how few actors there are in this movie. She gives him a CD by T Bone, the the famous Christian rock and roll artist. And he doesn't make an appearance in the movie, but his face appears on a CD cover. It credits it does. him. It's like a starring It role. does credit him, actually, yeah. So weird. Like, in the intro, when it's saying the executive producers, he's like the fourth name on the cast list. He was considered that big yeah, of a Yeah, no, if, if you actually look up the cast, like, just on Google, it says he's, he's there. Just T-Bone, it's like a major character. Yeah, no, he's like, the, dude, fifth, he's just a he's like the fifth cast role that pops up. So weird. <laughs> so hey, that's about where the the first act ends and where you know she starts finding out about his shady Wait, past. Wait, do we not meet the parents yet? Oh my god, we do meet the no, parents. No, because no, he well, takes we... he he meets the parents when he takes her to the club right before right before. Yeah, and that's this right, is that's right. the yeah. okay. I'm I'm not even gonna like try and make too many jokes about the scene because this she- scene actually. This really shocked me when I saw this. Should we? I think we should cut to a break, okay. and then you can go ham on on that scene because it is pretty disgusting. Oh, it is the way they it did is it. disturbing, yeah. So enjoy this little lo-fi hip hop beat, and we'd be and we'll be back in a few seconds uh, to to reminisce about the horrors of I fell in love with a church girl. One, two, three, and go. <laughs> And we are back at, at long last. Uh, so we left off and you were just about to go ham on the meeting the parents scene in I Fell in Love with a Church Girl. Ooh, yeah, this scene is very, um, yeah, it, it, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me very uncomfortable. So it's, he, it's um, yeah, he enters the, the house to pick up Vanessa, Miles enters the house, and then there is the there there is the parents, and the father welcomes him with open arms. The dad is uh, a fucking legend. He's the best character in this movie. I'm not even joking. He, he's he's pretty nice, right? But the mom, she's so just racist. She's racist, basically. Yeah. Uh, long story short, she sees a black man walk through the door, and she is blown aback, literally by seeing a black man in a leather jacket. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And she somehow doesn't want to shake hands with him. Yeah. And she has the idea that he's... What? What? He's, uh, she's like, oh, I don't want you hurting my daughter. I, I don't want an ungodly man in my house. Yeah, and I mean, even if she, like, did get to know him, even if why wouldn't you want even if he was an atheist, right? And you know that for a fact. 
why would you just be like, oh, I don't want you in my house because you're an atheist? Yeah. It's just really rude. And then she's... But the worst part is that it's not depicted as being a bad thing in the film. No, it's like a very sort of like normalized thing, which is not healthy. She's like, oh, it's... And she's right as well, because he's a drug dealer. He's in an illegal business, but she's... And this is the thing. It's like all these race, clearly pretty racist people are just always right about Miles because he's a rich black guy. They're right yeah. about him. In a way, it's sort of like a like a sort of white savior sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't feel yeah. right. A little bit. Uh-huh. Also... Another thing that's slightly racist is that in the gang, there's seven of them, and only one of them is white. The rest of them are Hispanics. biracial, Hispanics, and blacks. And like, it's it's it just that, feels so manipulative and it's, it just enforces know. stereotypes. Really, it just enforces like these stereotypes of. Rich, especially Hispanic people. These rich Hispanic people, they're drug dealers. That's what they are. That's it. That's the only thing they can ever be. Right? And even if it's not saying that, making only one of the drug dealers white, who doesn't have any lines, except the rest of them do, right? Hmm. It feels wrong somehow. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah, and uh, God, it's just... Look, if you if you're gonna make a film that tackles like sort of prejudice against black people and black culture and stuff, don't have a white man direct it. Like that's, un- mm. it's just not right. Like, it really uh, isn't. But it's not even about. It's not even about the injustices towards black people. It's more. That's just it's like expressing a, them. Yeah. It's expressing them in a normal way. It's like expressing them in a way that is like a fair assumption to make, basically. For sure. And that's just not okay, especially when your film is meant to be a film that families can show to their kids if they want to bring them up in a Christian household, which I have no problem with. As long as the household is some free will in there and you can kind of say, oh, well, when you're an adult, you don't need to be a Christian. You don't need to go to church. We're not going to you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to bring your child up in a Christian household, I'm not a problem with that. But this really? film is for that purpose, and it has these completely horrible morals. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, just a, a disclaimer for everybody. I think I speak for both Otto and myself when we say that we have absolutely nothing against people of the Christian faith. Like, I, I'm not no. facing this review slash critique of anything but the movie faults nothing to do with the mm. religion itself uh people can right. believe what they want to believe uh we do not care about that just want yeah. to get that out of the way in case there, there was any confusion whatsoever thank you let's mm. continue and then what you so, say there as well about uh allowing people to believe whatever they want to believe the film really is against that yeah um these these are parents of Vanessa. They, it's not like coming to terms. It's not a story about coming to terms with a man who isn't of your faith and accepting that. It's a story of this is how to convert someone 
into Christianity. Mm. And the fact that they refuse to come talk to people of the other religions. It even the the film even mocks Muslims. Uh, does it? Where's that? Yeah, the, the, there's a oh, scene. Uh, what does it mock it? Mock them. There's just a scene where they just say, he says that, well, basically the second act, the thing about the second act is that is a, it has no substance, right? The no. second act has no substance. It's just him becoming Christian and it's not well written whatsoever. No, I mean, I think the second act is more about him trying to become a Christian, but he can't, as demonstrated in the scene where he's trying to read the Bible, puts it down halfway through and says, and I quote, nah, man, this ain't my thing. <laughs> like, dude, you got halfway into fucking Psalms right there. Like, come on, just finish it. Yeah. But I think with this, we with this act in particular, we don't really need to go through it so, like, thoroughly and chronologically, because Every scene is just another scene of him either attempting to read the Bible, reading the Bible, hanging out with Vanessa, hanging out with Vanessa's family. It feels like an extended montage. And it just... I hate montages, right? I like development. But this isn't either. I think there is one scene in in this uh, act that enhances the plot. And that's uh, where where Vanessa's finding out about his past and dealing with all that. But that's at the very beginning, really, isn't it? It's like at the... That's basically part of the first act, essentially. It kind of is. Well, In that scene is uh, uh, Vanessa and Miles, they've been dating for, like, fucking two whole days now. I know. It's a long term. And, um... (laughs) Yeah, man. and, and, uh, And she's like, dude, I don't know who you are anymore. So he spills his heart out to her and tells her about how he's been a gang and those people are drug dealers and I made my money through drug money. He doesn't say that. He says that he used to be a drug dealer even though he still is. (laughs) He says the other guys still are. No, no. He he says he doesn't know what what they're... No, he outright says those guys sell drugs. Yeah. Wait, does he actually? Yeah, he actually says that. Oh my god, wow. Okay. And um and, and and she's like, Oh, well, okay, thanks for telling me. I forgive you. Uh so it's like, oh that's that whole conflict solved. Can't you just get married now? And they've been dating for two days, and this guy says, Would it be wrong to tell you that I'm falling in love with you? And if I was Vanessa at that point, I'd be thinking, Fucking yeah, man, it is wrong. That's weird. We've been dating for two whole days. But instead, she says, I think I'm falling in love with you too. Huh? And this is based off a true story? (laughs) You know what scene this is a follow-up to, right? Where Um, Miles intimidates a man with a gun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then she's like, okay, that's epic. Okay, I'm over that now. That's sick. Yeah, it's... um. So they're one of these guys. They're in like a car, like a parking lot or something, and uh, and they're threatening this guy with a gun, who's one of his ex drug men, and he comes out, points a gun at him, and he's like, "Nobody's getting shot today." Yeah, a bold of you to say with a gun to his face. <laughs> oh, enough. Um, oh, I love so, it. 
and she's there crying and stuff, and, and she's like, oh, why do you have a gun in your glove compartment? And then that whole diner scene happens. They confess their love for one another. And then it goes on this whole montage of, um, of yeah. you know, Christian I, propaganda. I don't want to go over the scene with the Muslim, with where they talk about the Quran, because I just find it to be, like, just, just fully disrespectful. Like, it's you can totally... be Christian, you can be atheist, you can be Muslim, you can be whatever, you can be Buddhist, like Hindu, it. whatever. You can be of any uh, religion or not religion. But you can, you need to have respect for what other people believe. Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's no respect being shown in this film whatsoever. Like it's when he's saying, "Oh, I watched this documentary about um, like Islam the other day." It it kind of brushes it off like, oh, I don't know. How to well, that is it. wrong. Well, well, yeah. that is wrong, and we're right as Christians. They're wrong. So you know that's it. Because the way that's they the describe it, it, it's like. Uh, I saw a documentary about it, and it's it's really interesting. It's like, uh, dude, um, you make it sound like it's like the wrong answer. It's like shameful to be a Muslim, which it's a hundred percent not. Yeah, it, and the same thing with all the all the non-Christian characters are these slimy, horrible people, you know. Yeah, um, and all the Christian characters are these really kind and loving and. Give for yeah. people, you know. It's like. Um. So after that, uh, like totally disrespectful scene, is that when the the sort of Christmas scene starts? And that's when Wait. their parents start being a bigger part of the movie. Right. Well, I mean, they already a big part because they give him the, they buy him a Bible. Oh birthday, no, no, no. Right? I'm talking about um Miles' parents. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah, exactly. So um, I think that is so Vanessa and uh and uh, the parents and they're all having Christmas dinner together, as you do, but with a long term relationship. And uh and and uh by the way, this is a reference to early on in the film. He's like, Hey mom, I got a gift for you, and dad pulls out a box. What's in there? Two tickets to Sandals Resort, Jamaica. Uh, you know what it is? It's a callback. That's what it is. And yeah, she's like, oh, I like that. Thank you so I don't much. Mind that. That's cool. I, I think it's pretty sweet. Like yeah. the acting's dreadful, but it's a cute sentiment. And uh, yeah, I think right. And uh, oh, you know, after that happens, I I really hope there's nothing preventing them from going to Sandals Jamaica. Oh wait, boom! Then it happens. <laughs> Do you want to announce what phone call Miles gets from his father? Well, isn't the phone call right after he does something? Yeah, I remember what happens. Right. So oh, is that goes, the with strip club? Yeah, he goes to the he goes to the club. It's not a strip club, but it's a club, and I mean, he has a little. He's a little. Um, he does a little bit of a, of a thing. He he basically he has he cheats on. Vanessa, long story short, he, he cheats on Vanessa. No, she doesn't. He doesn't have a long term relationship. He doesn't have a relationship with someone else, but he, he, in he is about to do the, the big sex with a girl, basically. No, he he just pays for like a lap dance. It, there's no sex. But um, this upsets right, right. Vanessa obviously, 
And, Even though uh, she walks into the to the club purely out of convenience. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I'm just going into a strip club for totally normal human reasons. As a it's not a strip club, it's just a club, I think. It's not a... Dude, it is a strip club. You can pay for strippers, that makes it a strip club, man. Okay, Ugh. okay, but it's the same club that was earlier on in the film. Is it? I suppose. It's yeah, it's club. the same club, bro. Whatever. It... <laughs> All the locations. I don't, think the, I don't think the people who make this film have any, like, understanding of how anything works. Yeah, like, they have no no idea of room or geography. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Miles gets a phone call from his father, and it says, Yo, Miles, your mother's fallen very ill. Uh, come down to the hospital to see her. And Vanessa gets the same call. And we, we the, the audience, are explained through exposition that she's been dealing with this her entire life, blah, 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 blah. She thought the aspirin could fix everything, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and at this point, I'm thinking, okay, why wasn't this explained to us earlier? Because uh, it kind of seems out of the blue. Uh, and they're all by mm. her beds and everything. And to put it simply, she meets, she, she sees Vanessa and, and she's like, yo, Vanessa, I know my son's a dick. Please fix him. And then <laughs> dies. Like, that's yeah. basically how that scene goes. Um... And then it's her funeral, and this is very insensitive. The two policemen show up at his mother's funeral to take photographs of him. Yeah, it's so... But yeah, this is when um, Stephen Baldwin's character is able to... He, he's, a, he's a devout Christian, right? Yes. And he sees the light in Miles. He is going to forgive Miles. And when he says that, says that he's a Christian, the, uh, the atheist guy is like, now nah, we got to catch Miles, and oh. he's the scum of the earth. I don't care if he's Christian, and he just acts like a horrible person. Again, reinforcing that everyone who isn't Christian is a scumbag. Is a scumbag, basically, or just wrong. Yeah, um, and then oh. the funeral scene has no substance, really. <laughs> None of this film has substance, really. The racist mother is nice to Miles. Finally, that's nice. Yeah, I mean that was surprising, but it. It would have been better if she if she had just come to terms with who he was instead of trying to change him, and then actually changing him, which is totally not a healthy way to present that in a movie. Exactly. Uh, and then after that, is that the scene with uh, with the you know the the bust? The bust? What? You know where they bust um a load of Miles' guys. I think so. I think it is. Per- it does. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, um, all the policemen they uh they they arrest all of Miles's uh, dr- uh drug men and in a very they... nice um series of shots where it slides along and it cuts to a different <laughs> alleyway. I don't know why these millionaire drug dealers are in <laughs> random alleyways, like a fucking like street flasher, just like hiding Again, around. Like, doesn't that mean that? The people doing the dirty work, the people dealing the drugs, aren't the ones making the money. The people literally handing people the drugs aren't the ones making the money. No, it's the bigger guys and the guys. It's the big guys, guys who run the networks. Guys. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, they all get arrested, and they they call up Miles and say, "Hey, man, it's Wiki here." <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, we were arrested. We didn't spill any of your information. Don't worry. But we do need you to come bail us out. It's like twenty-five billion trillion dollars. 
that's a slight exaggeration. Okay, yeah. That's a... <laughs> um, so and then you, we, yeah, he bails them out. Doesn't he? Does he bail them out? I don't think I'm not sure if he does. I think he says, "Yeah, I'm gonna bail you out, guys," and then he, he bails doesn't. them out. He bails them out for like a little bit, and then they yeah. go back later. No, no, but that's jail because how bail works is that it's like um, basically the American version of police custody is you can get people out of that, but you can't get them out of court or yeah, sure, or prison. So later in the film. Spoiler alert, I'm sorry if you watched this film and were intending to watch the last 10 minutes without spoilers. If you, if you listen to this podcast... We're still to... looking at how I left. Bro, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to say, they, spoiler alert, those guys end up in prison, by the way. Yeah, they end up in prison. Um, it's ethic. It, it was kind of sweet, actually. But uh, what happens after, after that happens? Dude, That's is it the when... private jet scene? The private jet scene, yeah. So, um, Vanessa and Miles, it's it's Vanessa's birthday, I believe, and Miles buys like a, a private jet flight, and they're flying just kind of... Okay, this scene... Are they to... No, they're just flying. I don't know why they're flying. They're just flying. They're, they're flying somewhere, it. and I don't know why they're flying. But yeah. This um, scene so, yeah. really puts me off. Why is that? It's just the idea that they're trying to act like he's this redeemed Christian guy who's just so nice to Vanessa and that he's flying her in this private jet. Even points out to the window and says to the sun, he said, you know what that is? That's God. That's God. And it's, it's like uh... he's this redeemed guy. But you, you know what he's flying that jet with? You know what he bought? Yeah, what he bought that with his filthy drug money. That he got through, I guess, by Christian standards, sin. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's using that money for gluttony, no greed, gluttony. I don't know. I didn't read up. He's he's being greedy. He's he's a greedy person, and I just feel like it's a it's a very strange way of approaching this, like just like this extreme forgiveness idea that I feel is a bit. A little bit. Of... What? But um, yeah. On this private yeah. jet, Miles proposes to Vanessa, mm, and yes. she, surprisingly enough, says yes. Uh, and no she says way. yes. I didn't expect that. I will marry you, even though you just proposed to me in a in a in a in a drug money fueled private jet. Uh, so they start planning their wedding. Until and then I'll let you explain this part because it's pretty fucking shocking. Van- Vanessa is in a car crash, and there is com- internal bleeding, and she's in a coma. And she's in a coma. Oh my god, bro! So, bro, you, have, I- bro, bro, you ever seen? <laughs> Never mind. Good. No, tell me. Um, this it is a spoiler for. Insert anim. This is a spoiler for Erased. I don't want Erased. The anime series, bro. It's just like Erased. She ends up in a coma, bro, and is like really obnoxious and thrown in there for no reason other for other than to be there. 
So after this, after she gets into this coma, that's when the film starts trying to wrap itself up, and it gets really weird after this point, and really sort of like super, sort of supernatural. Um, so I think we'll discuss that in the next segment, which will be back in approximately T minus five, T minus four, three, two, one, and now. And we are back. So, uh, yeah, uh, to put it simply, we were recording this segment right here. And then, like, three minutes in, it corrupted. Everything got a little weird. Uh, yeah. I can, I can edit the footage. So, what you're about to hear, like, the, the first little bit of it, we have explained before. So, I apologize if it doesn't seem as, uh, as, uh, spontaneous, I suppose. So, mm. what happened is, uh, they, they interview Miles. They put him in a warehouse, a white Assassin's Creed two loading screen looking warehouse. Wait, did did we say that um, what happened to Vanessa? Uh, yes, we did, but just for okay, those who want, she got in a car crash and put in a coma. Uh oh, it's a bit <laughs> of a yikes, man. So yeah, um, Miles gets cornered and arrested and, and interrogated, and they're saying, uh. Oh, we're really annoyed at you. He goes, "Oh well, if this isn't official, can you show me how to leave?" Isn't it? But the thing is, is that it's like this huge, like white warehouse. It doesn't look. It, it, it's not a normal like interrogation room, and that's the thing. The film it, it, is very focused on like the spectacle, and that's another reason why Miles is so rich, only for spectacle. Yeah. And I don't know why they wanted um like a. Like an interrogation scene where they're just being really friendly to one another. Like this isn't Heat, starring Robert De Niro and Al and Al Pacino. Like it's, they aren't gonna be like we're not so different, you and I. Like they're a policeman. It's not gonna be like that. It's just hmm. stupid. It irritates me. Um, but yeah, he just leaves the interview because he can. <laughs> Which yeah, he just says lol. No, I didn't do it. But he's lying, isn't? And he's meant to, at this point, have, like, been forgiven by God. So, like, why is he lying? Isn't lying a sin? Yeah, I mean, look, it's not... I'm not saying that God doesn't forgive him. I'm saying that drug uh, drug dealing is, like, a a serious offense. (laughs) It's a big offense, and he needs to go into... I don't... It doesn't... It, it is this very kind of weird, like, very strange morals of thinking that you can just kind of say, when it's convenient to you, you've been forgiven by God, basically, is what. I mean, that's actually, um, that's in the Bible, actually, like, as something you can't do. Uh, you know where it says, don't use the Lord's name in vain, or whatever. Yeah. That isn't say. that isn't meaning... Don't say, oh my god, it means don't use God as an excuse for your sins. Essentially. Yeah, basically. So, so yeah, um, you know, great job of being a Christian movie, aren't they? <laughs> Broken God's one rule. But yeah, he does um he's he's basically he sleeps next to Vanessa who got in that car crash and And uh, they're together for like days on end. He just sleeps next up for days. Yeah. And then she suddenly wakes up. 
and everyone's super happy. Fucking camera crew into the hospital room. Yeah. To harass her. And then this bit is like the standard, like the the kind of a pretty standard ending of a romance film at this point. I guess. Um, Do you want me to say it or you? Oh, sure. You go ahead. Uh, well, uh, he he becomes officially a Christian. He gets baptized. All this stuff. Um, uh, he well, his friends the... are in prison, by the way. It's oh, narrated friend... through a. Yeah. It's narrated through a letter he writes to his friends in prison. Out of it's, it's guilty, actually... but he wasn't somehow. Yeah, I mean that's totally a good message to send, right? But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he 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 takes the plunge and he, he gets baptized. Uh, gets married to Vanessa. They have a honeymoon, and don't they like have a kid on the way or something? They they have a kid, and they act. Yeah, they have a kid on the way, and in the message he narrates, it asks they have a kid on the way. Okay, and uh, and the final shot of the movie is the church, and with Miles... his child. With his child, it really. Vanessa is oh, with a well... child. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Miles becomes a pastor. Like somehow. Uh, Apparently, you can just kind of choose when you leave the drug industry. That's not like a. Yeah, I mean, dude, have you heard how many lines? That's like the whole thing. That is not how it works. You can't just leave the drug industry. This is the thing. If you're going to make it the drug industry, make it the drug industry. It could literally just be anything else illegal. Exactly. That Um... would make sense. It, it could just be gang activity like that's it but they they decided to make it drugs so they need to go forth with that but they just don't a bit mm. I totally agree it's just a it's a bit like a it's, it's just a bad decision lazy. yeah it's lazy. it's just not thought out properly at all mm. So I think that's the movie. So what are your final thoughts on it, Otto? It's kind of funny. It's got some laughable bad acting on the way through, but it does have some pretty serious like moral issues, issues. in there. Um, mm. Whether I don't, I'm not sure if all of them are intentional or not. I mean, but it, it definitely yeah. comes across like the sort of subtle. Um, Islamophobia and stuff like that. Yeah, and also subtle racism. Subtle racism, yeah. So, uh, rate the movie out of ten. That's the thing we're gonna start doing on the mission. Are we gonna start doing that? We're gonna start doing it. I've decided. Okay, rate the movie out of ten. That's uh. I know, right? At least I'm... they had a budget to two out of ten. I'm gonna give it. A two out of ten too as well. So because at least it wasn't like the most horrible. It was very uh, like it, it, it was, was it was mediocre. The, the shooting of the film was mediocre. You know, it wasn't like terrible. I mean, at least it's not like a, I mean, you yeah. can follow people. You yeah, can hear exactly. What saying and uh, not all of the dialogue is like cringeworthy bad, but none of it's. Rotten good. Rotten, good, you know. Yeah. So that is, I fell in love with a church girl. Twenty thirteen. It's actually called "I'm in love with the church girl." 
I've been saying it? it wrong this whole time. Yeah, really? It's called well, I'm in love with a church girl. But the, the search result on Netflix pops up first if you write in I fell in love with the church girl. Seriously, I, I've got to check after that, after this, because I swear it's called I fell in love with the church girl. I swear to God, like, I'm not even joking. Hold on. You talk to the camera about the film while I research this, because I'm interested. Okay, so yeah, I, I'm, in, I'm in love with the church girl, not I fell in love with the church girl. It's a bad film. It's not good. Watch this film if you want. You can. You, if you have Netflix, you have the ability to. It's on Netflix. So if you, if you want to watch the film, oh go ahead. God. But I just want to say, I know a lot of our viewers are American. I, I can't promise it's on American Netflix. Um, because, you know, regional differences. True. But... I'm sure you can find it any other place. Also, Otto, I just want to point this out to you. The sort of picture it uses for I, uh, I'm in love with a church girl is really bizarre. What, it's what like, is it? It's, <laughs> it's, it's like a sort of split down the middle picture of, of Miles and Vanessa. And on Miles' side, it's like a sort of blue suburban city look. And then on, on, the, then on Vanessa's side, it's just like a like a like a stained glass window behind her, and it's that's so weird. It just looks really poorly edited in Photoshop. Does, doesn't doesn't that like imply some sort of class difference? <laughs> yeah, I mean there is. is. She's she. I mean she lives in a pretty nice up upper middle class like suburban um, house. But yeah, but I mean he lives in a multi million dollar mansion. So, <laughs> so I, I mean, I guess it's a class difference, but it's not a particularly compelling or interesting one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, guess what? It's it's. I feel like this is gonna gonna become a regular segment on the show. It's K's questions, baby. <laughs> yeah, these questions yes. are once again, uh, courtesy of uh, my good friend K, uh, on Instagram. That is Zesty Nesty with three Y's at the end of, of Nesty. <laughs> Thank you, K. And uh, the question number one is. What is your favorite restaurant? It can be any restaurant in the world, apparently. Did you hear me there? Yeah, I did. And I think that's a great question. It is a good question. Thank you, Kay. My respect. (laughs) Wow. Okay. There's this really nice restaurant just a few minutes away from where I live. I don't want to give away because it's a a single restaurant place. I don't want to give away my location. Hold on, I'm trying to think of the, it's not the fucking petrol station, is it? You're, it's the, not, the, no, 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 the Indian one. Isn't, isn't Indian restaurant, what, the one in town? No, the one in, the one along north of High Street. Uh, oh no, I've no, not. Like if you walk, the, if you walk down from High Street down to my house, right? Right. It's on that. It's on that road. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that before. <gasps> no, no, I do know the one. I do know the one. Never mind. Yeah, I t- they I sell totally really know. nice um food Indian. from all over in India, and also some food from Pakistan and Bangladesh. So that's nice. I would say mine is. This is going to totally alienate our uh, our American viewers because it's, it's it's like a Britain chain, but uh, Poppins for life, baby. Poppy's so, Poppy's so pang. I love it. Oh my god. 
Uh, yeah, for our American and foreign viewers listening, Poppins is basically in and out, but better. Uh, and then for taking this podcast. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, question two is, who inspires you the most in life? Who inspires me the most in life? That's a difficult question. I have so many weird inspirations. Oh, yeah? Like, like yeah, I, I, okay, let me just focus on the most, all right? Who inspires me the most? Okay. Right, Joe, you go ahead. Oh, okay, I don't have even... an answer. I would say it's God. maybe my father. He's he's awesome. Um, either my father or Ian Curtis. I'm gonna say Ian yeah, Curtis. Yeah. Now I have no answer for that. I literally don't have any idea. Okay, Otto is 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 is. Is it's respectfully declining towards that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's look at question three. It is favorite Instagram account, and and you've got to tell us what they post, etc. I I I don't really browse Instagram. You don't? I do. No. I'll give, I'll give you a list of my favorite accounts. Number one. Wow. Zesty Nesty Three Wise K. Check her out. She's awesome. Good art as well. Uh, number two, Breaking Bad editor uh, Marie, legend. Uh, I, I don't know how to... Uh, if, if you know her, you know her. It's cool. She, she's awesome. Uh, great edits. Uh, number three, Joey Dot Division. He has an awesome... <laughs> and he's an awesome Instagram account. Oh, wait, wow, who's that? Me. I don't know who that is. <laughs> who is that? Yeah, it's, it's me. It's, it's Joey Division. I'm just playing... I'm not that good. I just post dumb memes and like one selfie every year. <laughs> um. So if you want to join Division, face reveal, head over there. I guess. Uh. Thank you. Whoa, who else do I like? Um. I really like. There. Oh my god. There are some people that are just too dope to ignore. Uh. I'll I'll, I'll think about that. I'll come back to that after the next question. Let's talk about the next question. Uh, what is your favorite music genre? Oh, that's actually a great question. I'm really not sure because I listen to like a lot of genres. But um, I like. I mean, I guess I like the um. I, this is more of an umbrella genre at this point, but you know, most things. Related to hip hop, I like so that's that's fair enough. Maybe um, new metal is nice, I guess. New metal, okay. Respect that. It's not my favorite genre though. I really, I really have like no idea with that because I don't really. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Few. Yeah, I'm not really one to think in like terms of genre really all the time if i'm listening to music i mean otto knows this i have a very very broad music taste like yeah um, i like most things apart from country and western uh let's see oh. punk post-punk uh punk indie, is good though. uh 
Is indie yeah. really a genre though? Like, does that really count? Is it it's just like, like you know, Mac DeMarco, um, The Smiths, people like that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, hip hop, I'm actually really into, but like Kendrick Lamar, people like that. Um, hyper pop, so Hundred Gigs, I love them all. Uh, and I think those are my main ones, with maybe like rock coming into it a little bit, but that's yeah, but rock is. Rock has become like a same thing with hip hop. Rock and hip hop have become like a kind of a thing to just um, umbrella and also just yeah. twist into things. You know, mm, it can be anything. Rock. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that question. Now I gotta go back to um, uh, my favorite Instagram accounts. Ae, what's it, what is it? What's your account also? I'll show you out. It's um, it's a really, it's just a bunch of characters. Really? <laughs> it's not like a searchable name. It's underscore nf two bf. And I can translate that because I'm Otto's greatest friend in the entire world. Don't worry, Otto. I'm just playing. It's underscore Epic. no face to be found. I think. No, I changed it. It's underscore nf two bf. No, but that's what it stands for, right? That's what it stands for, yeah. Because that's my um, that's my username or a bunch of other things. It's called Wagwan101. That's your YouTube. I actually Uh, changed it, I think. So, yeah, it's been that for years. And I think another one of my favorite Instagram uh, accounts has to be the official Hideo Kojima account. Just because (laughs) he won't post anything for like a month. And then he'll just post, like, 12 posts of just Japanese versions of Clint Eastwood DVDs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's really Is that funny. real? <laughs> yeah, he'll, he won't post for like a month. And then he'll just post a picture of him holding, like, a Japanese DVD of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It's really funny. <laughs> and I don't fully understand it. But those are all the questions we have for today. It's been a lot of fun working with you, Kanato. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> it has been fun. Yeah, yeah, it has been fun working with Otto. We can both agree on that. Um, yes. No, but it's, it's been a really fun time. And next week, we'll have a guest star. My good friend. Sully. So, and we're going to be talking about one of the most iconic terrible movies of all time plan nine from outer space i'm excited (laughs) i am really excited there's a lot to dive into with this Mm, for real i think we should call it a day here thank you otto yes thank you k thank you hideo kojima (laughs) thank you reference gospel media (laughs) thank you everyone for watching (laughs) audience See you all later. Goodbye.